0: Welcome to Gravedigger Radio Podcast, broadcasting live from the
1: afterlife.
0: Welcome to Gravedigger Radio Podcast. Today we're hanging out in the studio again with Patty Starr, Paranormal Investigator. We've got some more cool EVPs for you guys and some personal ghost stories as well. So, Patty, what's the first one for this episode you've got? I know we had the, uh, the girl under the stairs for the last one.
1: On this one, I want to talk to you about a little bit of humor. It seems like every ghost hunt that I ever do, I always find a way to have laughter and fun. Uh, and I know that sounds kind of weird. <laughs> uh, considering you're on a ghost hunt, you think about horror and scary and, and that type of thing. But I always feel better with trying to find humor. So um, one evening, uh, right around uh, midnight, uh, I had a couple of friends, and we were doing an investigation at the old TB Paris, TB Hospital in Paris, Kentucky. And we were up on the third floor and putting together some things. And I happened to glance outside, and I saw two young men coming out of the woods Walking up to the building, and I turned around and I looked at the other people. I said, "Oh no, we're we're gonna have two people trespass." You know, tr- I I'd gotten permission to be right. there, so here we've got these guys trespassing, and they're going. You know, we're trying to set up and do EVP work, and so one of the l- girls that I was with, she said, "Well, look out and see where they are." So I stuck my head out the window, and as my head was stuck out and I was looking down and around, just about that time, their flashlight, they had the beam coming. Up the side of the building, and it hit my face. <laughs> and when they saw my face, I jerked back. And then I heard one of them said, "Oh my God! I just saw a face." <laughs> now, I'm just glad he. Did, I'm just glad he didn't say an ugly face, you know. <laughs> and so we started laughing. We were like, "Oh my gosh! They think they've seen a ghost because they didn't know we were there." Uh-huh. So our cars were parked on around on the other side. And so she said, "Well, let's scare him away." And I said, "Well, what do you want to do?" She said, well, "Let me. Let me do it." So she goes over to the window and she caps her hand over her mouth and she goes just like that and it scared them so bad they started running and we looked out and all we could see is like this light just bobbing up and down on the trees where they were running and we were laughing so hard and then while we were laughing would you know unbeknownst to us uh-huh. it was like one of maybe one of the uh, doctors had come back in spirit and you hear him say quiet so you oh, got
0: chewed man. out by a ghost because yeah. you're making too much noise. Too
1: much noise in a hospital. Yeah. But,
0: but that's so cool, though. I mean, you know, yes. we'll, we'll go ahead and play that for you guys now. <laughs> you know, the fact that it, it can interact with you and that it's it's right there and that intelligent kind of haunting. Yes. Is super cool. It
1: is. It is because um, they just didn't uh, want to do that. And then and then uh, there were times, too, when we got other uh, voices from doctors. One time we got an EVP that said he didn't make it. And I thought that was you know hmm. saying that somebody had passed you know from the from the TB uh-huh. so it was always good to get uh, EVP's that we felt like either came from a nurse or a doctor or somebody there that was uh you know going around and kind of protecting the hospital even in spirit
0: you were telling me too about one that you had where it was like somebody breathing right in your face and yes. you guys got a good picture of it can you tell us some more of that story
1: yes um i was asked uh, by the transylvania university to go and do this Film that they made, and they actually entered the film in one of those uh, contests uh, in New York. What do they uh-huh. call them? A film festival, right? And and they oh, they placed. I was, you know, pretty amazed by that. But it was, I think, it was because of the material and things that they were trying to cover, and they just wanted to uh, prove that this TB hospital uh, did have all of these uh, ghosts. So um, at one point, one of the photographers from the college was taking pictures, and took a picture of me as I'm asking questions out to the spirits you know like do you have a message for us Uh, can you come and speak to us is there something we need to know you know that kind of thing and he took a picture of me and there's a ghost uh, standing right in front of me now I didn't see it Mm -hmm. but um, we know that it is not a reflection from the camera because as he took it uh, there was some broken glass of a window uh, and as he took it Um, The ghost was on the inside of the window and not as a reflection on the outside of the window. But what had happened is I kept asking if the ghost could give us a message. And I never could quite get a voice. So I said, can you uh, let us know something or make a sound that would be indigenous to why you're here? Mm -hmm. And so um, we, you know, I give 30 seconds and it's all quiet. Nobody's moving. And then we turn the recorder off. And then we turn it back on just to see what came through. And so what had happened at that point, we heard three heavy steps walking towards me. And then it was this gurgling kind of breathing. Mm. Kind of like that. And it was, it was so frightening that some of the students that were recording this film, they wanted to shut down
0: because
1: <laughs> they thought it was the voice from hell. Yeah. But um, as I explained to them, I said, you have to realize that he gave us some very valuable information. And that information was that he was a patient there and currently struggling, you know, with his breath, with his breathing, with mm-hmm. this disease. So that was, uh, that was really very precious that he shared that with us. So that's what we got.
0: So we'll go ahead and have that free now that's the next one coming up there and if you listen closely you can you can hear the breathing it's pretty distinct yeah i mean it, it's obvious there all right that was super scary I, I can't say that i blame those people for wanting to get out of there <laughs> i think if i heard that
1: yes you know yeah
0: Absolutely. It, sometimes I also feel bad for them because I've been to Waverly Hills up in Louisville when it was another large tuberculosis hospital and these people were in there trying to get treatment for this disease that didn't have a lot of treatments at the time. And, you know, it's a little bit sad to think that, you know, they, they struggled so much probably at the end of their life.
1: Yes, it is. It really is. Uh, but... um I like it when I always ask, uh, can you give us some information mm-hmm. or will you help us? We're not trying to uh, exploit you or we will we'll definitely not hurt you. We are just taking the information that you would so graciously give to us. We just want to try to prove that you really exist.
0: Yeah. And and that's super awesome kind of being, you know, to a degree, a messenger, or a mouthpiece for, for things that may not be able to interact in other ways. He said you've got a really good one of somebody saying, like, look behind you. What was the... What's going on with that?
1: Oh, uh, this this was one of, another one of my favorites. It's kind of we laughed about it, but when you hear this EVP, uh, you'll definitely hear uh, "Look behind me." Hmm. And so what happened was I was teaching one of my courses. I, I taught two courses in ghost hunting. One was just ghost hunting, kind of like one oh one, and the other one was certification in ghost hunting. And uh, this was during my certification class, and um, I was taking the students. I think I had about ten students this day, and I was taking them through. Uh, I used to have an art gallery and so we were walking through the art gallery we uh were uh, recording everything i always tell my students always record the full investigation and um so we were coming around the bend, and i said i want to take y'all into one of my favorite places it's called the employee lounge and i thought i made a funny so i'm laughing Mm -hmm. so listen to my laughter because right behind my laughter you're going to hear a guy say look behind me and then you'll hear me say oh did y'all hear that? Because sometimes I do hear the EVPs. And, and everybody's like, what, what? Hmm. And I said, oh, I just heard somebody say, look behind me. And they're like, oh, really, really? You know, so that was kind of cool that that got captured too. Yeah. So it proved that even before I listened to the tape to prove that somebody said, look behind me. So I, it was pretty cool. All
0: right, guys, check this one out.
1: Let's go in here. This is our favorite place. This is our employee lounge. <laughs> hey, did you whisper? Did you just whisper? I heard something. I heard something I heard said, have... look behind me. It was right here. And I swear it said, look behind me. And
0: I- wow, that one is super distinct, like what you were saying. The big question for me is what's the difference between EVP and a something that you actually hear and record.
1: You mean like a... That just, one was both,
0: right?
1: Yeah, it was both. Yeah, was, and also we get... <clears throat> <laughs> Excuse me. Also, we get sounds. Like we get sounds from the TB hospital. Sometimes it will be like a, a gurney and it's rolling down the hall and it's got, going... <speaking into goofy noise> and then you know you can hear the hmm. metal and everything and you're like, oh my gosh. And then uh, one time I did get that recording and then it rolled and it quit and then it you heard something like this. Like they were picking up a patient, and then you hear it start to Hmm. roll again, you know, and then it stops, and you hear, so you can't really understand what they're saying, but it's like a segment of life that had that you Mm -hmm. just captured. and Oh my gosh, these things are just so so awesome! You think
0: that's more of the residual style haunting, then that's more of the residual stuff that happened every day, every day, and
1: so they, you know, it's kind of got a little bit of a rut there, yeah.
0: In all of your your ghost hunts and paranormal uh, adventures at uh-huh. this point, I mean, you're, you're, you're basically Indiana Jones of the paranormal at this
1: point. <laughs> well, I've been doing it for, for many years, over 40 years. so. Wow. And, has, and I'm 72, and I'm still doing it, okay? <laughs> that's
0: awesome. Has, has there ever been a situation where you're like, we got to get out of here right now, like we got to go?
1: You know, in all of my life, I have to be very honest with you, I've... I can't say no that I've never had one, but I do have one that I do remember. And it actually took place at the Old Talbot Tavern. Now, um, up until that time, all of my experiences were very, very positive. But we uh had been going in every single night. this was after the fire after it had closed because mm. we were able to see more, do more, feel more after the fire, and so um I was going to set up and just stay there until about two o'clock in the morning and I had a friend with me and i I can't really explain it I kind of think I understand it now see the 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 tavern at one time had more than one what i what I refer to as a portal. It's like an opening. And when you have those openings, then a lot of things can come through. You can't think I'm crazy right now, but I even think that at that point, aliens can come through. I mean, it's just an opening well, in that dimension, in that universe, you know? There's a
0: lot of theory about aliens being extra-dimensional beings right. that we just kind of see them when the veil's
1: thin. Right, there you go. And so um, one time I actually filmed, and it was it—it it was so asymmetrical, it looked like uh, a spaceship, really. I mean, it was small but you could see it and it flew around the room. And so um, because of the, later I I do realize what it was, but it was just very kind of nasty, you know? Mm. So I started getting um, nauseated really bad. And then I started getting, I felt like I was having like a, you know, when you haven't eaten or you, you got, you need sugar and you're like, "Mm," you know, and and so I told the person I was with, uh, he was making notes and I stood up and I said, we need to leave. And he, we started packing really fast, and we left, and he looked, and when we got outside, he looked at me, and he goes, I wanted to say that 10 minutes ago, but he says, I just didn't know if it was me or what, and I said, no, we had to leave, and that's the first time and last time, really, that I ever had anything really negative, but then the next time we went back, it was totally clear. Totally so, clear. So
0: you said you realized what it was. So, so what was it?
1: I think it was just coming from the vortexes. For, well, I call it a vortex, a, por- a portal. I think it opened up open on us because it had, it did that after that. It did it a couple of more times, mm-hmm. and that's when uh, the one time it opened up, and I felt like we actually uh, captured, like it looked like a little spaceship. Really, I'm not kidding. And uh, so I think, I think it uh, just all boils down to there's more than one. Opening, portal, uh, vortex, whatever you want to kind of call it. But most of the time, it's all really been good.
0: That's, wow. I mean, that that's super creepy. Yes, it is. But it's it's so cool. And I, I love the extra dimensionality theories yes. and everything. Yes. I've actually got a lot of personal ghost stories that I want to kind of get your take on them and see what okay. you think about them and just kind of run them by you. All right. Ever since I was a kid, I've always had all kinds of weird ghost stories and paranormal experiences. But I can remember them back to like 10 years old. And uh, the house that we lived in, what's really weird about it is that we were the first people to live there. Like, my dad, he cleared the land and put the house there. So, there wasn't a family there. The room that I was in, the doors would open and close. The TV channels would change back and forth randomly. It would turn on and off. But the weirdest one was that above my bed, I had all these Lego sets. And it was up on a high shelf that I couldn't have reached even in my sleep. And I woke up one morning the uh at a star wars lego x-wing fighter and it is down off the shelf laying on the other side of the bed and all the little figures are out of it like they've been played with and and moved around
1: oh gosh and
0: i never woke up nothing weird ever happened through the night but i like plain as day remember waking up and it being on the other side of me from the shelf
1: now when i hear something like that i kind of close because i wanted to see if i could just connect to that and I know you said that your dad cleared the land and built the house so there was no no other uh, domicile there. It was yeah. just yours. But you do have to realize that sometimes, even way before your dad cleared that land, there was a possibility that there could have been maybe a pioneer existence. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just think about a child that could see those bright colors and those little figures. They would be so interested in that and so wanting to play with it and touch it and set it down and look at it and try to figure out what it was. If I were to interpret it, that's kind of where I would place that.
0: Yeah, nothing nothing malicious ever happened. Mm-hmm. There was never any... I would get some weird feelings at night, like something was watching me. Uh-huh. But nothing malicious ever happened. Yeah. But that toy being played with right. and seeing it moved in the night yes. was incredibly creepy.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And so I think about that because a lot of times that'll happen. I'll go, this one lady called me and said, "I for some reason I feel like my house is haunted and it's a brand new house. I just moved in. It's not even three months old. And I, was, and I told her, I said, well, maybe it's not so much. Uh, your house being new, but it could be something that was there before your house, and therefore, so they're just in that space. And uh, that's why sometimes uh, when you see... Movies and it looks like somebody walked into the wall. Well, actually, what's happening is that they at one time lived in a structure that was there, and there happened to be a door there at the time. So <laughs> right. for them, they're walking through a door, even though for us, it looks like they're walking through the wall.
0: So we're basically seeing kind of the overlay. Yes. Of like if you were to overlay an image, but yes. like overlaying a video, and it's continuing yeah. its track. Yes, I like
1: that. I or, like that explanation. I even do. if
0: you've got different stories right. from an old building, you'll yeah. see like half a person go yes. across the floor. Oh, yes. Because they're walking the, on their old their floor. Their old floor, which which yeah, isn't absolutely. your new floor.
1: That's right. That's a very good explanation. I it never really thought is. about that, but yeah. that makes
0: a lot of sense. It, yes, it, also Those are good. Can things come with you? Like maybe nobody's been in that place before, in that house or on that land, but like something, something can attach to you. Yes. and come along.
1: You, you keep saying that you don't have any psychic powers. You keep reading what I'm going to say next.
0: Oh so, no, I'm psychic. I just don't. I've never had a paranormal. Oh, okay, experience.
1: good, 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 good. Because <laughs> what I was going to say at that same lady's house uh-huh. when I came there, and she was like, "I've been here three months. Well, it come come to find out, she would had a boyfriend that. D- she did not. They broke up, mm-hmm. and right at the end of their breakup, um, he had been uh, dabbling in some illegal things. Oh, and uh, those illegal things caught up with him, and he was shot. Oh, and died. And okay. it just so happened that it was him trying to reach out for her.
0: Oh wow! So it
1: didn't have anything to do with you know the property or the house being you or old. It actually it came all came all back to her. Okay. Yeah. So that was interesting that you brought that up.
0: For my next one, it's uh, so I also work as a paramedic in addition to this. The station that we were at, there was actually two stations in Madison County that are incredibly haunted. One of them is actually on a Civil War battlefield. The way it was set up, you had two rooms that would face the outside that had windows in them and then two interior rooms. Well, people reported that if you slept in the rooms with the windows, you'd hear scratching on the glass all night long. So I was like, well, screw that. That doesn't sound fun at all. I'm going to sleep on the interior. I'm laying there one night, and the room just gets oppressively dark. Like just a a weird heaviness. I can't see the light under the door anymore, and it's just it's weird. Me being me in my mind, I immediately revert to being five years old again, and if I can't see it, it can't see me. So I just pull (laughs) the covers up and, and roll over and go to bed. The night passes pretty uneventfully. I wake up the next morning, and I'm over at the girl that I'm dating at the time, her house. And I, I changed my shirt, and she's like, "What happened to your back?" I said, well, "What <gasps> oh, do you mean?" No. She's like, "Well, you've got like these three like claw marks underneath your shoulder blade." Oh my god! And nothing ever woke me up. Nothing ever happened. Uh-huh. And but the weird part about that station is we had motion sensors on the inside of the doors uh-huh. that would unlock it, and you would hear those motion sensors clicking all day long of things locking and unlocking.
1: Oh wow! That, that's, it's really unusual though, that you didn't feel it because a lot of people that end up getting these scratches, it'll start out like, oh, you know, I'm, my back is stinging a little bit, you know, it's kind of like that or my arm or, and then when they look, they see the scratches and they're real fresh. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, 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 uh, funny that you got those, but then again, you didn't feel it. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Are you a really yeah. heavy
0: sleeper? I am. Okay. I'm an incredibly okay. heavy sleeper. Okay. So it maybe in the moment. Yeah, you just didn't feel it. It may right. not have fazed me. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, and wow. then the,
0: the other station that we had, the old EMS station, they've now changed to a new one, but it was kind of the uh, the most hated man in Berea. He was uh, this old racist that would basically train his dogs to attack little black kids that would cross through his yards. Like, just, this guy was the devil. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently when he died, the city of Berea threw a party. Kind of, you know,
1: <laughs> oh my as, gosh. as they should. <laughs> yeah.
0: But he haunted the EMS station there. One night, so the way the rooms were set up, it was each crew had one dorm and there was two beds in there. So I kind of, for whatever reason, wake up in the middle of the night, there's a bathroom kind of at the end of the dorm. And I see the lights on in there. The water's running. I look over my partners in her bed sound asleep. And I was like, the hell's going on. All of a sudden this figure that looks like the only way to describe it is blue TV static is the only way I could even think of. Hmm. It's just a fuzzy humanoid. Comes walking out of the bathroom, hits the wall, and it's gone. And it was blue? Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. I've, I've seen that. I've seen that. i got a picture of one of those. Oh,
0: wow. Well, I've got to see that. Yes. And then another one, one night, we're laying there, and uh, the other. it's like three in the morning. The other crew's gone out on a call, and there's alarms that would sound if a door opened. Uh-huh. So we knew that we were the only crew in the station. Well, we hear these big, heavy footsteps running up the stairs towards the dorm. The dorm room door gets thrown wide open. Into like the little living room area we right. had, you hear these big heavy footsteps run around the uh, the living room mm-hmm. and then run back down the stairs. The wow. alarms never sounded. Wow. And we were the only one there. We actually went through and cleared the station, didn't oh see a soul. Your wow. teammates saw, experienced all this yeah, too. Yeah, we, we, oh we both gosh. woke up because we we're like, well, somebody's broken in and something yes. bad's about to happen. Oh we my thought gosh. we were. That wow. is,
1: uh, that's an awesome story. And, you know, sometimes, too, I feel like with your profession, uh, you're, it's EMT, is that, is that correct? Am I seeing it correctly? Paramedic, but, yeah, Par- yeah, close enough. Okay. Um, because you guys are, um, a lot of times you're actually faced with that moment of death. And sometimes I think that um, affects your energy, your frequency, vibration that draws them to you because they they understand that you have that compassion when you go to a home and you're really trying to save this person's life and then then when that doesn't happen and they pass then you, you feel that sorrow and you feel that pain too and they're like oh my gosh we can really relate so i i kind of think that's why because i've investigated two or three uh fire stations and then my my son was i think he was a uh, he ended up being a lieutenant um, and he was a fireman for eleven years, and uh, boy, did he get caught up in a lot of situations. I always worried about him, and I'm sure uh, there's been times when you've worried about yourself when you have to go into places uh, that might not be so safe. So it would make sense to me that 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 you might be exposed, maybe in in, in other more so than in other uh, occupations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, there was another. Uh, let's see. Let me think. Let me think. It was like another occupation. Oh, um, policemen. Oh my goodness. Some I used to have policemen take my class and I had firemen to take my class. And they taught me a lot because at one time I said, I can't ever figure out that in some of the homes we go into, more so than most, um, we get a lot of uh, kind of spirit energy in the bathroom.
0: Huh. And this hmm.
1: one um, fireman told me that, um, well, that's because a lot of times... People will die in the bathroom. They die on the no toilet guess. or they have a heart attack and they think they have to go to the bathroom or either they strain too much and there's a nerve that goes down the spine or whatever uh-huh. and they just kill over dead. And I thought, well, that makes sense because I'll get my EMF meter and I'll go into the house and I go, I get in the bathroom and I'm like, oh, I feel something. and I, and, and then I find out later, <laughs> you know, so I learned that. And I was very grateful. And then there was a police officer that taught me some stuff. And he said that he went, there was this case where this crazy woman kept calling the police department. that There was a man in her house. Well, when they'd get there, she'd be um, hysterical. And she would describe him and everything. And she'd get to the point where they they didn't find anything. They found no evidence of a break-in. So they would take her to the mental hospital. (laughs) And so, um, and this would go on like... Once once or twice every five or six months, you know. And so one night they get the call and they go, oh, it's her again. And so two of them go in the house. And this one guy, there's two cots and one walks off and he's writing down the information because they still have to make the report, you know. And uh, he said, I saw my partner come back up, you know, beside me. And uh, so I turned to him to ask him a question and he disappeared.
0: Oh, and, he, and, and
1: so the woman looked at him and said, see, you saw him, didn't you? You saw him, didn't you? I'm crazy not crazy. yeah." You know? So I just keep learning so much from other professionals that come in and take my take my course, you know. So I'm very grateful for that. Well,
0: and so the uh, the next one, the house that I'm, I'm staying in now, my grandparents, they're actually buried on the property. Both of them died in the house. OK. And there was one night I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth. And the girl I was dating at the time, she was staying over. And I hear a woman's voice in the hallway just say, hey. And I thought it was maybe her. So I walk in there to check and see what's going on. And she's sound asleep in bed with the covers kind of like halfway down. And you can tell she's cold. She's kind of shivering a little bit. I watch the end of the comforter go up and over top of her shoulder and basically tuck her in.
1: Wow. Yes. Wow. (laughs) And
0: then another one. There was this tremendous crash from downstairs in the basement. I mean, it sounded like a bookcase full of stuff falling over. Wow. And so we all kind of run down there real quick, checking to see, you know, what's happened. Nothing's out of place. Nothing's been moved. No activity at all. Oh wow! So those kind of weird phantom that, sounds.
1: Those are, yeah. I've, and I've had that happen in my house so many times. And you try to figure out what was that sound, you can't find it. Well,
0: yeah. And then kind of going back to you, you seem to kind of pick up on when I mentioned seeing like a, a blue object. Yes. There was one night that I was sitting there at my desk working on some stuff, and I saw some movement kind of out of the corner of my eye. Mm-hmm. So I turned around to look at it, and I see what can only be described as like this kind of four foot in diameter iridescent blue blob okay and it's it it looks like it would almost be if you could touch it be like gelatinous and i and i see it it goes up the wall and then it hits the ceiling and it kind of does like a wavy pattern as it goes up into the ceiling
1: oh my gosh and
0: it was it was definitely one of the weirdest things i've ever seen oh
1: my gosh well i'm i i have that blue i call him the blue man in the cemetery and um uh, before i leave today i'll show you that picture
0: that's awesome well guys Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoying some of our spooky tales and some mm-hmm. EVP. Patty, thank you so much for being on the show. We've had a blast oh, talking to you. Gosh, I'm back had anytime. Such a good
1: time. Thank y'all for inviting yeah. me. And I do hope I get to come back. I really do. Let's oh, do it. Absolutely. Yes.
0: All right, guys. Until next time.